hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to the very first episode of Adventures in Ideology. I'm Candice. And I'm Karis. Um, and we have been thinking about this, doing this for a very long time, haven't we? A very long time. And now it's finally happening. <laughs> um, we're sisters. We, when we grew up in a Christian evangelical environment, uh, which is why we're doing this podcast. With, um, we listen to lots of Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, when we were little. Um, and always uncritically. Yeah. Just absorbing it, right? Yeah. So they're, they're fun to listen to. They're well-produced. Yeah. They make you want to be a better person. Yeah. My and wit is so wholesome. I feel like we should share our Adventures in Odyssey, like, stories. That's a good idea. I feel like Adventures in Odyssey was a, had a very strong influence on my life as a growing up. And it very much shaped the way I viewed the world yeah. as a child and young person. So much so. Um, do you remember there's one episode where Lucy is in school and she has to write a paper on evolution? Yes, I do remember this episode. And she doesn't want to write about evolution because she doesn't believe it's real. Right. Right? Um, and that that episode stuck with me. So then when I was in, I think grade 10 like not even young you know yeah, probably yeah. old enough that I should have known better but we were pretty sheltered yeah <laughs> naive yeah sweet maybe girls even, really maybe even grade 11 yeah um we had to write a paper on evolution in biology right yeah oh As so, you do. so what did I do yeah you refused to write it no I wrote about why it's wrong <gasps> did you I'm not even kidding wow yeah and looking back on grade 11 you Oh, man. Where, she was the worst. Where, <laughs> <laughs> she just was confused, you know? Trying her best. She really. was trying. She was trying so hard. Without and a lot of information. A, a huge asshole. You know, I feel that same way about grade 11 me. Because of her Christian, her quote unquote Christian upbringing. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Had all the answers for yeah. everyone, that girl. I, um, <laughs> so for our listeners, after high school I actually did a four-year theology program at Bible college uh and I recently was thinking back to my Bible college days and just how much of a prick I was <laughs> oh man that happens to everyone mostly in dealing with people now that I work with that have the similar background similar grown-up growing up background and have not really acclimatized to the real world or questioned slash challenged anything that they believed when they've grown up. And I think that was me six years ago. That's not very long ago. That's the worst. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so my adventures in Odyssey story. Right. So grade 11 you. Yes. Wrote. I wrote a paper about why evolution was a load of crap. Right. Um, 
And it was just, I don't even know where I got my information. I just Googled it on right. sure. And there's all, there's so it wasn't many just Bible verses. Christian science. Oh yeah. You know, there's like creation science right. magazine and I'm sure it was from one of those guys, Kent right. Hovind or yeah. one of those smarmy assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use the cheesy line? God spoke and bang, it happened. No, I didn't say anything about God. I just (laughs) talked about why evolution was stupid. Interesting. Right. I I did use that um, metaphor. If you take all the pieces for a clock and you put it in a bag and shake it up, it doesn't make a clock. Yeah, Yeah. like that. The probability of it. The law of entropy. Yeah. 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 Argument. Um, But since then, I've I've completed a bachelor's degree in biology and a master's degree in animal science. Um, and you know, I had to take some classes about evolution. Yeah. Bite your tongue. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, turns out it's a real thing, guys. It's not, it is Wait, a very, what? very compelling, uh, argument quote unquote theory this is the other thing that gets it just like makes me angry because christians are always like oh evolution is just a theory Mm -hmm. right but you don't actually understand what that means to become a theory a widely accepted theory in the scientific community right you have to have evidence that points toward that there's a lot more and that is kind of the standing theory until something else more compelling with more evidence comes along like to become a law like gravity yeah <laughs> it just has yeah. to be the same thing over and over and over and over and over for hundreds gravity of always of years. <laughs> is yeah. yeah that doesn't change yeah there has never been a time on the earth where gravity has not been yeah. a thing yeah <laughs> um, ever but so for like a theory there's tons of evidence it yeah. just which is very contrary to uh often christian theories yeah, and it's and the way that that, that Christians that evangelicals often understand the concept of a scientific theory, right? Right. Oh, it's just a theory. No, that's not. It doesn't mean. Right. It's not like you're playing Clue and you're like, I suspect. Yeah. In the beginning, there was a single-celled uh, organism. That's right. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my, when I think about Adventures in Odyssey, I always think of that one episode and then that's... how embarrassing. I was as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any like memories that come to mind when you think about adventures in Odyssey? <laughs> one of the episodes that I remember a lot is the one about the girl that was always late. I don't remember many of the details except that she she would have been late for her own funeral. And I remember that she line. has this weird dream that she's like in the twilight zone and like is late for her own funeral and, and whatever. And so she's like, no, I can never be late again. And then tries to be on time the next day. And like everything that can go wrong (laughs) dies. And she like, I don't remember if she makes it on time, but I remember like a dog chases her and takes her shoe and she falls in the mud and rips her pants, like everything. I'm pretty sure she does make it on time. Does she? Or yeah. Or she's like a minute late or something. Right. Cause it was like this big field trip or something. And they were going to leave without her if she wasn't on time or something. That's all I remember. That and like the episode where they go through the time machine back to the crucifixion. I don't remember that episode. I don't remember who it is. I mean, I'm sure we'll get there. Connie. I think it's around the time that she becomes a Christian. I think. 
It's like that's how she she <gasps> watches it all happen. Yeah, and she's like, right. <gasps> "How could they do this?" And yeah, I think I could be wrong. It could be someone else. It's been a while since I've listened to Adventures in Odyssey, but I also remember getting up early on Saturday mornings and trying to record it on my tape recorder. <laughs> so, um, for the listener, we grew up like our elementary school years were spent in Caronport which is the home of Briarcrest Bible College. Yep. Um, and they had a Christian radio station on campus, and every Saturday morning they would play Adventures in Odyssey. Yep. The new ones, because we only had the, the really old ones. Yeah. And, and so they would play the new ones, and that was always so exciting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to meet Connie, but we don't meet her in the first episode, but I would say she's my favorite character. Yeah, she's Until good. they make her, like, really lame. Yeah. Well, She's, yeah. like, so badass, yeah. and then... Of course, she converts, but she's like cool, right? In that community, she, still, yeah. She's yeah. like the trendy one, yeah, yeah. The one who thinks outside the box, but doesn't actually. The one who is really cool and worldly, but there to reinforce actually all of the same toxic, yes, belief systems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people listen to her because she, you know, she was on the other side, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So and they use her social capital the, to reinforce, yeah. The, the kind of oppressive ideology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our plan with this podcast is not necessarily to go through every episode of Adventures in Odyssey, because there are a lot. A lot. Um, but more to kind of listen, pick them based on, on what we think are the most compelling episodes in a season. And the most problematic episodes. Yeah, maybe the ones where their ideology is showing the most. Yeah. Um, that being said, we are going to, we're going to talk about the very first episode of Adventures in Odyssey. And I think that's important because it kind of sets the stage for the whole show and it, it frames everything and primes you to be, to understand it, the, this world of Odyssey in a certain way. Yeah. So what's the first episode called? It's called Wits Flop. Yeah. So, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the, um, exoplot i was right. gonna call it like the exoskeleton okay, plot yeah. with chris and the plumber oh you know yes, how they always yes. have the the fun side story yeah that ties in with the main story all yes. the time yeah so to reinforce whatever lesson they're trying to teach yes yeah so chris has phoned a plumber to fix her sink right and he's like oh uh, I'm surprised you phoned me. A lot of people don't think I'm a very good plumber. <laughs> right. Which is not how you shouldn't market yourself as a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Or in anything, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my profession. Most yeah. people don't think I'm very good at yeah. it. <laughs> I kind of suck, so maybe you shouldn't hire yeah. me. But this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still charge you for it. That's right. Yeah, so then he basically messes up her sink. And yeah. she's like, that's okay, just try again. Yeah. It's, it's a, not your failures that define you. There's a positive side to failure. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> everybody fails now and then, which is just like a yeah. But it, but it sounds like it's not a now and then thing. It sounds like he probably just shouldn't be a plumber, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like there's a, there's a, there's a situation for that. And if you can't fix a sink, you're probably not a plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. Try do you have any training in plumbing? Yeah, <laughs> is it something you actually went to school for? Is it just because you want all that cash? I. Actually, I'd really like to talk about that. I find it so interesting, like you said, um, it's, there's a difference between just a 
someone who, you know, screws something up and someone who maybe shouldn't be in that profession. But he's a white guy, Karis. No, but this is, so this is what (laughs) I'm going to talk about is that, um, this is the same belief system and the same ideology that's toted when middle-aged privileged white guys who are pastors royally screw up totally in front of their congregation when they sexually assault people when they abuse their congregation it's the same belief system of oh well everyone screws up now and then they deserve another chance Mm -hmm. but anyone who speaks out against them is of the devil well then not giving them another chance deserve another chance not the women oh the women that have been victimized Shut them up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something... Well, and they're just not being gracious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something I noticed a lot in this episode, actually. We should give a, like, maybe a little plot summary. Yeah. About oh, that's what good. happens yeah. in this episode. Yeah. And then... Um, so that was the EXO narrative. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. the... Yeah. Um, and she uses that then to later talk about this famous historical... Right. ...person yeah. who screwed up at went on to be a great president, as you may have figured out, is Abraham Lincoln, who actually, um, like, abolished slavery. Right. Right. And this is, this is the tie-in between evangelicism and patriotism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that's all I really wanted to say is how yeah. that, like, using the president really yeah. serves to yeah. really entwine christianity evangelical christianity with patriotism yeah which you see i mean if you've ever been to an evangelical church you know that that's or seen any evangelical propaganda yeah yeah followed the last election at all yikes (laughs) it's a double standard i don't understand yeah yeah but that but that entanglement yeah yeah it relates to this, this is how about. it starts. This is how it starts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't even realize that that Kids belief don't. system is seeping into you. You just think, oh, po- politics and religion are together. And yeah, whatever. And that's kind of how you live your life until you get into the real world. And if you're not critical at thinking, when you get into the real world, you keep living that way. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's how we have some of the problems we have now, with, yeah. especially with evangelical Christianity. I think I've realized since being out of the culture for a long time yeah. that anytime I hear something, like, sometimes when um, I am using, if I'm, like, visiting our parents and I use their car, then the Christian radio is on, and I always oh, hear, yeah. like, safe and fun for the whole family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that puts me immediately on edge. I'm like, right. if you have to say this is safe and fun... It probably is. Like, what is the insidious messaging that's going on here? That's interesting. That's what I always think. Yeah. So actually what I wanted to do was explain what ideology is. Oh, yeah. That's kind of at the beginning. Yeah. Everything I know about ideology, I learned from watching The Pervert's Guide to Ideology, which is (laughs) like a a film um, where Slavoj Žižek talks about ideology. So that's pretty much my... uh, main understanding of it but from what i understand ideology is it's kind of like what are the underpinnings what's the belief behind the belief right right like what is what is the the what is what's being said hiding right right and usually the subconscious the inverse communication oh interesting right yeah right so if you are loudly proclaiming right i'm a great guy yeah 
chances are you're probably not. Yeah. Right. And so, and so you see that in kind of in like marketing and messaging and all kinds of yeah things. And so anytime I hear that safe and fun for the whole family, yeah. I'm just immediately on edge. Cause That's I'm like, if you have to proclaim this, this loudly, this is dangerous. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like that. I think that's really interesting um, because so there's this group that I uh, previously was a part of that is um, kind of a support group for women who have been in um, abusive marriages or abusive relationships. Um, and uh, one of the things that we learned in this group is that the more your husband or your spouse says that they've changed, the less they've actually changed. Yes. Yeah. Cause and if you have to say it. Yeah. Like the more they get defensive about, well, I've changed, I've changed, I've changed. Chances are they haven't changed mm -hmm. because you're not seeing it. They're just saying it. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of goes along with the, yeah. And the whole concept of I'm a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a huge red flag. Anytime you hear that. So let's talk about the episode. Let's just get, let's just give a quick summary the, it's um it's basically based around a young man named Davy Holcomb. Yes. Who is a failure. He you can't guys. do anything right. He everybody talks about how much of a failure he is. Even in front of him. Yeah, like people are people huge are jerks. So to him. mean. Um and he he's a failure because he's not very good at baseball. Oh man, I didn't and he's even... kind of clumsy. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. But that like somehow they That's they lose their him. baseball game. Yeah, and that is somehow single handedly his fault for not hitting anything. Right, but because they never should have let him bat. Yeah, because the other two people that didn't that got struck out. Yeah, in the inning, um, it's not their fault. No, it is it's only all his. his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, we find out that he's in right field. So I had, that gave me a spot, soft spot for him because anytime I played baseball, I was always in right field. <laughs> I'm a terrible baseball player. I never played baseball. Yeah. The I first did. time I actually hit a baseball was two weeks ago in Penticton. Did you actually hit, did you hit a ball? Yeah. We went Home to, run? no, well, we weren't <laughs> playing baseball. We were just at the batting cages. Oh. So I put, so I hit like 20. Good job. It was awesome. It was I, really fun. Um, I've never done, I've never played baseball before, so it was really terrifying. When we were in Karenport, I was on the Moose Jaw. Oh, nice. Like the Moose Jaw Church League. Yeah. With our church. Yeah. And yeah, I was always in right field and I was a terrible batter. <laughs> I was, I was a Davy Holcomb, you guys. Aww. And look. But you we, look at things, me now. You did things with your life. You have um, pink in your hair. <laughs> You can, you can accomplish much. Did I let that stop me? <laughs> yes. So, okay. Uh, to get back on track. So he messes Sorry. things up. Um, and then after the team loses their game, they go to this soda shop yeah. called Wits End. And this is our first introduction, introduction. to Wits End. Yeah. I don't know if we're even told that's what it's called. I don't know if we are. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, we meet Mr. Whitaker. Yeah. Who's... Or, when we first meet him, he's on the phone with this, with what sounds like a very sweet, naive old lady. Yeah. Because he makes a comment about the coyotes coming through the door, which is the baseball team. Yeah. And then has to clarify to her, no, no, not, not the animal. 
Oh, Gladys. <laughs> it's kind of the attitude that you get of this naive, sweet old lady he's talking to on the phone. This is the kind of wholesome humor that yeah, you that's come what to know. You, it really characterizes Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, you get, yeah, you get this forced, wholesome narrative. Yes, kind yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, senile old ladies yeah. are so funny. Yeah. Um, so... The team comes there for ice cream mm-hmm. after they lose the game. And people are complaining about Davey, Davey. and how he's so clumsy and blah. Mm-hmm. And he's the only reason they lost the game and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and so then Mr. Whitaker decides to take, kind of take him under his wing. Yeah. And he shows him a failed invention that he made. Yeah. And, and then him and Davey kind of tinker on it. Yeah. And turn it into something else and he's like hey Davey you're a success yeah the, right? that's, that's kind of how it ends this is like the yeah. a very brief plot summary yeah and now we'll kind of dive into it yeah okay good, yeah um so okay. it turns out that Davey is a student in Wit's Bible class oh yeah and he's never been to Wit's End before right right so he um they they take this really as an opportunity to introduce us to Wit's End right right like this having a character that's never been there oh here this is these are the displays and this is you know what a wonderful and here are things that kids can tinker with and here's here's the inventor's corner yeah they make it sound like this super cool Um, fun i always wanted a wit's end man when i was a kid yeah did i ever yeah what what we didn't know is that if you go there you will be involuntarily mentored by a nosy old white guy seriously but only if you're a young white man because we can't have young white men walking around thinking they're failures right you know what you screwed something up just try something else yeah. the world is literally your oyster yeah you can't you can do no wrong yeah if you're a white guy yeah that's very much like the message i got from this that's interesting yeah right yeah I like get that. you oh no we can't have young young white guys being critical about themselves right mm-hmm. because if they if they are then they'll realize that they're they actually have the potential to do serious damage oh, to other true. people yeah and they'll yeah if they if you actually start thinking critically about your actions and the like the actions of your culture in the world right that's true it'll change and you yeah you have yeah. some awareness instead of just fumbling yeah. around blindly doing stuff yeah then then you might have a responsibility to actually change something. Right. And that's the danger. Yeah. Is we don't want to change things because the status quo is so good for us. Yeah. One of my favorite things was, um, Wit shows him this invention that he, that doesn't work. It didn't work for what it was supposed supposed to be a photocopier. Right. It doesn't work. Um, and while he's figuring out what it was, well, Davy is figuring out what it was supposed to be. He breaks the handle. Right. And then runs away because everyone makes fun of him for being such a yeah. loser. And yeah. So then Mr. Whitaker chases him down and he's like, well, you have to come back and fix it. Fix it. Yeah. And and Davy at one point says, well, I don't have any choice, do I? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that I was, was like, interesting. <laughs> You don't have any choice. This old guy has just kind of said you should take responsibility and fix the handle that you broke. And yeah. you're like, I don't have any choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
I, but I, I also thought it was interesting that he was like, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to touch it or I don't want to screw anything up. And then Wit just kept pushing him to, no, just try it. Just look at it. Just figure out what this thing does. And then he breaks it. And it's kind of like, well, if Wit hadn't <laughs> pushed him to do that in the first place. Um, but this is the but, um, non-consensual mentoring that's going right. on. <laughs> yes, of course. I know what you need better than you do. Yes, yeah. yeah. And this is, it, it. we find out that Mr. Whitaker actually is like God. Right. He he knows exactly what everyone needs. Right, all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. even uh, there's one point where um, Wit is showing Davy his inventions and Davy says, wow, a real live inventor. And it's like the start of this whole hero worship concept yes. of wit and that carries on through the whole series oh yeah mr whitaker is like i i really think of him as like a god figure yeah you know yeah like that wholesome grandpa that yeah. has all the answers yes and actually um and never does anything wrong they so they tinker on this invention right and they turn it into uh an oven and when right. they unveil it they're gonna try it there's a problem there's too many things running in it there's a, sh like it a shorts short. out. Yeah. And one of the kids makes a comment about, oh, Davey, such a failure, like yeah, always or something like that. Right. Um, and he runs away and then Wit goes after him to kind of console him and tells him, um, God works all things together for good for those oh. who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans right? 828. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. Good old Romans 828. Yeah. Um, a nice way to just kind of shoehorn in some good bible learning yeah yeah for you because that's wholesome yeah i remember as a child listening to these i never realized how like forced some of those segues are yeah, yeah. and now listening to it as an adult i'm like oh yeah oh, that was forced right we're gonna i'm gonna tell you about this famous inventor thomas edison right yeah and then i'm gonna segue that into this verse yeah this verse that I believe that the way this verse should be interpreted is unbelievably inaccurate to how they're interpreting it. Okay, so first of all, I think that happens a lot because oh, a lot in this show. I wouldn't be surprised. They just I take was, stuff out of context all over the place. First, I was surprised they used this verse because I didn't feel like it related, not at all, to anything that that was actually going on. But also, if you take <laughs> that verse in its context god god is talking about all things work together for good as a collective good not god's gonna work all things together for your good for you specifically yeah right. you know it's very it's, much for it's kind of it's a narcissistic it's a it's like the, belief. the higher that my my like something that i kind of came to believe about this verse i guess when i was very in the christian world is that if if it works together for God's good, then he'll do it. Right. But if it works like if it's it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about propping up individual people. Right. <laughs> like if yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But just like it's not like the whole I ideology behind this episode of well, if you just, you know, do the right thing with faith, it'll always eventually work out for you. I I think that's just bullshit. Well, because that's not how the world works. Um, yeah. So this this thing that you just said, oh. if you do something in faith, it will work. That's almost said word for word. Yeah. So Wit is giving Davy this oh, kind of yeah. speech after they they unveil the oven and it doesn't work, and so he's giving him this little top pep talk, right? Yeah. Where he shoehorns that verse in there somehow, yeah. and 
Um, and Davy's like, I was a success all along. I just oh, didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how it works here. Yeah. I don't think. And, and that's in the real world. I, that's where I really get that like white guy privilege feeling, yeah. right? Like, oh, I guess I'm just the best. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. it. If you believe you're a success, you're a success. And and when then Mr. Whitaker, I thought this was interesting because then he makes it all about him. He's like, and I oh, was yeah. a success too because that was my initial failure yeah. that turned you into a success. Into a success. <laughs> like, but it's just like, it's so narcissistic. Well, and it's so, in a sense, contrary to what the evangelicals told us their belief system. In that. I don't know. They don't, they're not super into like the health and wealth gospel where you just believe it and it happens. Yeah. But in this verse, it's kind of, well, you just believe it and it, or in this section of this, yeah, this just podcast, just believe it and it happens. Yeah. And you do like, stuff with a good intention. Yeah. It's good. Yikes. Yikes. Right. Like what it, like there's the a road reason? to hell is paved with good intention. There's a reason that's a saying. Yeah. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that he says, what that wit says is when you're a Christian, nothing you do in faith is really a failure. God's going to use it somehow. You just have to be patient and persistent. Yeah. And maybe not the way you expect. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. God's going to use it somehow. Maybe not the way you expect. Oh yeah. 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 You just have to. Yeah. And it's like, but it still makes it all about you and your faith. Yeah. And God's going to use it in your life somehow, you know, like, not, yeah, maybe this thing was a failure for you, but actually it made someone else's life way better. I thought that that, I didn't think that it was implied. To, no. Yeah. Okay. I kind of took it as like, if you put stuff out there in faith, oh, you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But something good will happen. Right. And I actually completely disagree with that. Yeah. Plenty of people do stuff, put stuff out there in faith and it has disastrous consequences. Yep. Yeah. People send money to missionaries all the time. Yeah. So then Davey's like, wow, Mr. Whitaker, you're really right. I'm not going to quit anymore. And Mr. Whitaker's oh, yeah. like, maybe that's the lesson God wants you to learn this time. That's right. Thus reinforcing his position as the mouthpiece for God. Right. Yeah, like Mr. exactly. Mr. Whitaker is, he, he is really like a stand-in for God. In right. This. Oh, yeah. And I love how the episode ends with them... Uh, walking back into wit's end or whatever and and the the wholesome wit laugh because and right like yes like that just that just is like like reinforcing the whole this is such a great environment Mm -hmm. and it's wholesome and you know wit laughs and he's jovial and all of these things yeah because you can't be passive aggressive Right. If you're laughing. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, also. <laughs> Gaze in point. <laughs> also, like, so they're walking back in at the end oh, and yeah. Davy's not paying attention to his surroundings at all. No. And it's like, Davy, watch where you're going. Davy, Davy. And he runs into a garbage can. Yeah. Right. And somehow his like complete obliviousness to the world around him is just considered like failure. Like that's, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. just keep trying. No, just fucking pay attention to the world around you. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you wouldn't yeah. run into things and break stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that is like totally excused. Right. That's right. Exactly that's it. totally still, okay. Yeah. 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 
You don't, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you, you don't ever have to change anything about yourself, actually. Yeah. Just try to build something new, and you're a success. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. And you don't need to pay, yeah, you don't, yeah, pay, you don't attention have to pay attention to the attention world to around you. Or, or be critical. Because like you, you said, are like, the think critically most important. Yourself. Yeah. You know, like, it just reinforces narcissism. So much. Um, And for me, like, listening to this episode, this thing, like, um, you're not a failure, right? Right. They, they're not saying you are a failure. Basically what they're saying is it's impossible for you to be a failure because right. you're a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you can do no wrong. Basically yeah. you can't. Yeah. Stop being hard on yourself. You, yeah. ru- you rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my ideological takeaway from this episode. It's so true though. Yeah. Like, ugh. And that's why he needed Mr. Whitaker to come in there and just like bolster his confidence. Right. In his power. Right. Because yeah. just because you're not good at baseball doesn't mean you can't be good at something else. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because God has put you in charge. Yeah. 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 Um, when we're talking about what is ideology. Yeah. I think a perfect example of that is in the title of the episode. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's titled Wits Flop. But what they really mean is wits success. Yeah. Right. Right. Because... There's no such thing as a flop. Right. Not, not for a white guy. You can't, you can't be a failure when the world is designed for your success. Yeah. Need to go. Um, I think we have enough here. I think so. For an episode. I think it's going to be great. Thanks for being with us today. Tune in next time for For more. For another Adventures in Ideology. ideology. (laughs) We'll get better at this.